0: shocking things i'm john with laura
1: hello
0: for the main discussion we're going to talk about the filming locations a of, of lot of film and television that we visited in salem massachusetts but first we're going to talk about a few things that we've watched in another uh little trip that we did a ghost walk in milford connecticut so first thing we'll talk about laura is hellraiser uh 2022 remake it's a Hulu exclusive so this is basically a reimagining reboot like everything Laura it's either a reboot or a prequel nowadays so, so this is a reboot and it's a new version of Clyde Barker's 1987 classic film similar premise uh, this woman her name is Riley she's struggling with addiction and comes possession of the ancient puzzle box and someone's the Cenobites, very similar to the original, but not exactly. Uh, what are your opinions on this?
1: So my thoughts are, one, I'll never watch the movie again. <laughs> um, two, it was not even close to as terrifying as the first time I saw the original Hellraiser. Um, I hated the actors. I hated the beginning of the movie. It gets better by the end of the movie, and it reminds me of a bunch of 90s movies that I saw compacted in one.
0: You said, and we were talking before, some of the imagery, remind you, 13 Ghosts is one of them, right?
1: Of oh, the house with all of the, the contraptions. Mm-hmm. Um.
0: Yeah, I yeah, I agree with you. The characters weren't really likable or relatable. The Cenobites visually didn't look as good. Uh, definitely much more terrifying originally when you watch the original version. And the lighting was terrible. You could, I guess, for budgetary reasons, they didn't want to spend money on lighting. You couldn't see a lot. Uh, I'm with you. Saw it once. It was just okay, uh, just because we watch all the Hellraiser movies, and that was it. Uh, Jamie Clayton was the priest, which people know uh, they call Pinhead. Uh, what was your opinion of her?
1: Um, she was fine. Um, she was, I guess she was. She held a firm position. Um, but yeah, nothing. She was okay. I don't have a, I don't have an issue with Is, her.
0: Yeah, she was probably the best thing about the movie. You'd I, say. I would probably say, yes. uh, Doug Bradley, who played the original Pinhead, agrees. Um, he agrees. Yeah, that she, that she did I, a very yeah, good job. yeah, she
1: held up her own. Yeah.
0: But yeah, I mean, it's, it's two hours long. And it's another issue and it started off like you said very very slow it took like an hour for it to get really going right it's just all people pricking themselves with a little with, with the lament box right the configuration you keep pricking themselves that's the most action we saw and it was i don't mind a slow bill but it was getting a little too slow but and it you, was
1: off all the Cenobites were females correct
0: uh i think the chatterer might have been male Okay. That, but yeah, for the most part you're right. I mean, that that might have been about it. But then they were
1: not memorable.
0: They weren't memorable. They just seemed to be like randomly walking around. And they
1: around. weren't scary.
0: Not really. It seemed like they're, they almost look like someone going to like a anime convention dressed up as opposed to being a horror movie, right? I yes. don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. But yeah, so only if you love hellraiser movies watch it just to uh I, I, this might be very debatable. Not that it was fantastic. The 2018 one of the Hellraiser sequels I thought was better than this. You probably don't remember it. Not that no, it was great. Not yeah. that it was great, and some are better than others, but yeah, that this was just okay. Uh the other thing, no, you watched by yourself The Midnight Club.
1: The Midnight Club, on a lighter note, <laughs> by Mike Flanagan, and I have talked about him in the past. I will watch anything this guy writes or directs, Um, so initially I saw The Midnight Club, and I thought of The Midnight Society, Are You Afraid of the Dark? And I wasn't too far off. This is basically kind of the same thing. Um, Will everybody like this show? No. Is it for like maybe a younger generation, because it's not as scary? Maybe yes, but I've kept an open mind. Is it as terrifying as the haunting of hill house no is it anything like midnight mass no it's totally different but he you could tell i was saying this to john like you you could tell somebody wrote it but also it seems like they didn't write it
0: yeah it's not like everything he does is exactly the same right they're a little little different has like his uh his fingerprints on it right but it's not
1: yes uh, equal, this show is equally as beautiful. I'm only on episode two. I love it. It is a little dark and deep, as it does follow teens suffering from terminal illness, and it was very hard to watch. But he, the depth of his shows, it was the same. In like Midnight Mass, he follows addiction, and it is deep, and it does leave you with uh, a sadness after you finish the episode. Like almost, what you only wanna watch one. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Dahmer too, that's okay. heavy, Yeah, the heaviness.
0: And it has Heather Langenkamp in it, right? That's the one name that we both know from Nightmare on Elm Street. Yes.
1: So, but um, good so far. Not my favorite of all, but it really gives me Are You Afraid of the Dark vibes, and I'm loving it.
0: Now, the other thing we watched, and there's another one, kind of like Hellraiser, we have pretty much the same opinion on this, uh, but in reverse, right? Mr. Harrington's phone. That's on Netflix. Yes. Uh, so this, the premise is Mr. Harrington dies. Craig, the teen who befriended and did odd jobs for him, puts his smartphone in his pocket before burial. When the lonely youth sends his dead friend a message, he is shocked to get a return text. Sounds good. Not as good as we expected, I guess you could say, right? I kind of went in the... I don't know. What's, what do you think?
1: Oh, Stephen King, sometimes he does this a lot. I think a lot of people know this, like he really knows how to write a good first half of the story. And sometimes the second half is just like, what in the world? Like, what a great concept. Like, it was so scary up to the point where he was actually receiving text messages.
0: Yeah, without giving spoilers, there's a few scenes that we both noticed that we both really liked. But, uh, but yeah, I don't know, It kind of.
1: And it, it was deep. Like, the first half was it, really, it, like, it I, was. I, I even cried. And, I loved it. And I loved and how. And Donald
0: Sutherland uh, was uh, Mr. Harrington and Jaden Martell is Craig. And he was Bill in It, another Stephen King yes. property. But, uh, yeah, but, no, it did start off the development of the characters and the relationship it was yeah. very, very well done. I don't know. I guess it just didn't go in the direction I expected. No,
1: but... and the way they connect the story was ugly. I didn't feel like that was a nice fit for the relationship that um, we see in the first half. Mm-hmm. Without, like I said, it's hard to not Yes, I, I, I agree with you.
0: I agree with and you. And
1: talk about something. So
0: The other thing, since this is October, uh, we always got to do some haunted activities. They so got to do something, right? And this was the... Spirits of Milford Ghost Walk in Milford, Connecticut. We've never done this before. We've heard about it for years and finally Laura said, "Okay, the weather's good." <laughs> right? Was it was nice like out. 70 degrees. October's unpredictable. Why don't we go right now? Cuz then the next day it was like 50 degrees and raining. Yeah. So so we're like, "All right. Great time." I mean, great time is only it was it was $18. It was 2 hours long, which is very long. A lot of these walks sometimes are an hour. This was, you know, a lengthy walk. Mm-hmm. Uh, you learned a lot. The the woman uh, who was your guide did a great was job.
1: Extremely knowledgeable and a great storyteller.
0: Yes, explained all the history about the uh, the haunted haunted things about Milford. Uh, don't remember everything. There's a Baldwin family. If you remember them, they're, they they show like a house that they owned supposedly haunted. A few different things. We walked around. Uh, thing that stood out to us the most is it ended at the Milford Cemetery, pitch black. There's no lights around whatsoever, too. Yes. Right.
1: very fitting ending.
0: Yeah, so this is what, nine o'clock at night, pitch black. And she was telling a story which we did not know. Uh, everybody thinks about the witch trials in the United States and... It's always Salem, that's like the only thing, or Danvers, too, Danvers, Massachusetts, right? Like the only places ever mentioned. And she's talking about uh what's his name, Andrew Samford, this whole story about him, his wife, how uh, they're in Hartford. His wife got hanged, right? Was that the story? If you remember the whole thing,
1: yes, yeah, something he, uh, yes, his wife was hanged, and he was able to flee or he was
0: yeah so almost. he got out of it I think he kind of like said here take my wife please right and they they killed her and they said okay well she's a witch but you're you are too we're not going to kill you I think right something along those lines we got banished so
1: yes he was banished
0: from Hartford to Milford so which I don't consider it being banished but anyway <laughs> so um so told about that. This is the thing that really was interesting: is these Connecticut witch trials predated the Salem ones. There's differing right, dates, but fifty years around that time. Yeah, there's
1: conflicting articles online. I had thirty years. I believe she said thirty years, but She's, she saw I thought 50, she said fifty. All of yeah. the articles online are conflicting. Yeah, I tried. But to either look way, it, it
0: did predate Salem. It
1: predated, and it's because uh, Connecticut tried to hide. The witch trials and they tried to bury it okay and that's why makes it's sense. very hard to find who was exactly was hanged
0: okay makes sense that that was the logic and this is i believe the the oldest the milford cemetery the oldest continuously running cemetery in the united states i think that's what you said too it's maybe continuously running right that there's <laughs> that's the loophole but yeah it was very interesting The other thing we were talking about, that Baldwin family, before we left, this beautiful, it's this monument, I guess you could say, the Weeping Woman, this giant statue.
1: So we had this opportunity after the tour ended to take a walk by ourselves in the cemetery at night and go see this beautiful statue. It was absolutely stunning and very eerie. We were taking pictures of it thought I would get, like, a ghost in the background, but we yeah, did not. Yeah, it was not. encased <laughs> in
0: glass with these, like, these very detailed pillars, too, around each post. But, yeah, it was, that was really, really cool to see that. And she was saying how people travel all over just to see that.
1: And I live around here, and I had no there, idea. Yeah,
0: I, when we saw it, I'm like, I did see this picture a long time ago somewhere.
1: I never have.
0: But, yeah, no, it was very, very interesting. Okay, so we try to we haven't gone in a few years but salem massachusetts laura loves going there probably been going for since when 2009 maybe the first time yeah. that sounds about right yeah and it's very interesting cuz we used to go right near halloween and it was like busy but not really busy now if you go now it's like at the same time period i mean you can't get a parking spot the hotel rooms are like booked Yes. people book years in advance for like the prime weekends and in, yes. in october it's it's crazy now
1: <laughs> and I again, we would love to visit in October, but oh, the crowds and this I, j- I kind of like my quietness to roam around and enjoy our time without being yeah early, world <laughs>
0: yeah, early October is not as bad, but yeah, but if you go like we used to go like the end of October, but now it's yeah it's it's mayhem now. The thing that's great about Salem is if you like movie, television, you can see just in a, all in a walking distance so many different filming locations. One is, uh, and also the hotel we stayed at, uh, Bewitched television series. We stayed at the Hawthorne Hotel where the cast of Bewitched stayed when they filmed an episode in Salem so the cast stayed there. They for the actual episode, it was season seven, episode three. They show them uh, outside the the Hawthorne Hotel, but that's not really the Hawthorne Hotel in the TV series. That was in California, but they briefly show them the the elevator going in. But they when they were filming those certain parts, they did actually stay in the hotel and they have a little do you remember seeing that little plaque that they have too with photos of the cast on the wall yes explaining that so uh, for television history I think it's great and that's supposedly Even a haunted if you hotel don't too stay
1: there, I, yeah I don't know that I you believe know if you that believe I that. think that's added extra yeah they definitely don't need any more occupants but it's added um it is a absolutely stunning vintage old world hotel And in the winter, when they light the fireplace, it just adds all of the ambience. I mean, they have like a little tavern in there. Mm -hmm. I love going in there to eat. Just visit it, please, if you got a chance. Yeah,
0: because I told you a friend of mine at work, he went, he stayed at the nearby hotel, the Salem waterfront, but he said, but they went there for dinner. Yes. So yeah, definitely.
1: It's all the vibes, all the Halloween vibes. Um, I don't know if I would recommend staying there anymore because I, I bother John every time, <laughs> make What's him that? spend extra money to stay there. But you know what? The room that they gave us this time was so small; it was like a shoebox.
0: Yeah, because it is an old hotel. It's not a modern hotel. They modernized right, it to a degree. I don't think we ever had a room. No, anymore. because it's it's getting more and more popular to stay in Salem in the fall. Do you think they're condensing the rooms? No, they have bigger ones. They're just. There's, More expensive. Yeah, that's the thing, and limited availability. When I look, there's only three rooms left. Yeah, and we're not willing so, to
1: spend like a million dollars. Yes. Yeah, so.
0: so <laughs> um,
1: yeah, just visit it. I wouldn't recommend staying because it's not like a new, state of the art. Like it's old. It's everything is. Yeah. Old. No,
0: it's definitely worth going in there to eat. Even the breakfast, the it's great in that dining room in a separate yeah, dining room for that. Yeah, it's phenomenal. And
1: then the people that work there are phenomenal.
0: Yes. No. Yeah. No. It's it's definitely. A great place to, to visit
1: okay so I told John that if I if we ever move to Salem and I have a job I want to work at the Hawthorne Hotel that's what I want to do the rest of my All life right.
0: I'll put that on, <laughs> down on my notes but so this bewitched episode so that's one of the locations inside very briefly you could see the elevator there's another, there's a witch house that they have. It's called the Jonathan Corwin House in Salem, but they know it as, like, the Salem Witch House. Do you remember that, Laura, that big black house? Yes. That was in the Bewitched episode. They take a, they're driving their car in front of it. It has Darren, Samantha, and what's the mother? Andora. And the whole premise of this episode is they're going to witches convention. And briefly show that, so that's, filming location, uh, and the history behind it. So it's the home of Judge Jonathan Corwin. Is the only structure you can visit in Salem with direct ties to the Salem witch trials of 1692. So, I mean, so another thing, historical reasons, even if you don't, I've talked to someone else who doesn't really care that much about any of this type of witch trials, oh, yeah, ha- witch trials, Halloween, or any of that type of... I said, but for just, the historical a, factor. Yes, I said, you'll love just seeing all the, the monuments, right, all the Yeah, I think you're right how and, it's so
1: tied together with not only Hollywood, but historical purposes. It's weird.
0: Yeah, there's a lot going on. Another, uh, for, again, historically it's beautiful. We didn't go this time, but it's still its very close by. The House of Seven Gables. That was in the Bewitched episode. I
1: love the House of Seven Gables.
0: So, uh, it's also known as the Turner House or Turner Ingersoll Mansion. It's a 1668 colonial mansion named for its gables. That's what it is. Uh, it's made famous by Nathaniel Hawthorne's 1851 novel, The House of Seven Gables. I, I, it's hard to describe until you go in there. When you look at it, you walk in there to just see how impressive these houses no, so are. It just takes you made. back
1: literally centuries. And yeah. you can actually see feel how people used to live everything was so tiny so small yeah everyone was night.
0: smaller back then the people were smaller yes. that's why like the, the hotel rooms where they're small. it's an old <laughs> hotel but they yeah, but seriously but they i don't know if you ever looked at the charts of everyone like the men were like on average like yeah, four inches shorter like that. so
1: but yeah thanks to salem for preserving all that history
0: and yeah so they were going in that episode they're pursuing a haunted antique bed warmer and that was a part of and they went to house of seven gables to get it too, so <laughs> so that's fun uh another filming location a few different uh parts one of laura's favorite films lords of salem 2012 Just brought, kidding. yes um
1: it was garbage.
0: <laughs> it, it was. So, for well, for him at least, it was semi original. It was but, garbage. But again, I enjoy We're there. You could see the filming locations of this. Uh, one thing we talk about Bewitched. If you remember, and I know you haven't seen the film in a while, they show the Bewitched statue of Samantha. Do you, do you remember that in the film very briefly in no, the Lords of Salem? No, because I
1: try to but, put the film out of my But, yes, yeah, so
0: that anyway. is in the film. They show that. Okay. Very easy to spot. It's right near uh, Flying Saucer Pizza, right? The location. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a, probably, I, I could say, every time you walk by there, no matter if we go in August, September, October, no matter what, there's always somebody taking photos in front of that, like nonstop. Well, I mean, it's yeah, it's done. really, it's... The landmark, right? It's, it's really turned into it. So that's in the film. Uh, Heidi ha- Hawthorne's apartment building on Essex Street. looks It's very memorable. And it looks exactly the same when you see it. Uh, Engine House Pizza. We didn't get to stop by there, but that's there. That was in the film. Uh, Green Lawn Cemetery. That's in the film. So, again, very close to all this is all walking distance. But now this legitimately is one of Laura's favorite movies, Hocus Pocus from 1993. You could see a few different of uh, uh, the filming locations. Uh, we did not see Max and Danny's house, but that is in Salem.
1: Because that's
0: not in walking distance. It's a little farther. That's, but we
1: did see that. Not this year. Yes,
0: but in the past. Yes. In the
1: past, we have walked to see it. And actually, um, I believe a, a couple, an elderly couple does live there. So they just said, they please don't like... be respectful. Yes. Yeah, they don't mind it, but they just, you know, a lot of people go. They don't
0: want people standing in front of the house and yes. taking photos. Kind of like be across the street, it seems like, is from what I've heard, right? Yeah. So, yeah. So that's a little farther of a walk, if I'm not mistaken, well, because we haven't been that there. That house
1: goes up for sale. That's where I want to live. But
0: but this is the house that we always see very easily accessible. And it's at, this is the ironic part. It's like two blocks from... The Lords of Salem house, we just talk about the Heidi Hawthorne's uh, apartment building, the Ropes Mansion, which is to me the most memorable. You know, the, part of the movie. Yeah, I mean that the scene just the scene is beautiful. Yeah, the 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 they house have it dressed is dressed up
1: with pumpkins, and um, hay barrels, and that's where Max and Danny have their fight.
0: And this is Allison, right? It's her house, right? That's yes. her house. So yeah, so they have the party there. Another scene. Uh, location, the town hall. Another very very memorable scene. That's yeah, another... that's
1: right smack in the middle of all the attractions.
0: Yeah, and S- right near Essex Street too, if I'm not mistaken. So look at that. And they said it's used now for like private functions too. Also the Ropes Mansions. So you can actually, if you want to rent these, right? You can actually you can have a party. You rent it for
1: there. a wedding, and you could even visit it because it's a museum.
0: So very very interesting that all this is just. And they have some tours, too. We took one years ago. You pay. You don't really have to do that for these. These are all so close to walk by. It's easy to find the addresses to just kind of like walk around. Yeah, so you
1: absolutely don't have to do that.
0: Um, Another thing I want to mention, so this isn't a filming location, but it does have props. And it was very interesting because... We both love Halloween. If you go to Salem, a lot of, I'd say a good amount of people go to Salem and love Halloween. They have a Halloween Museum of Salem. And they have props from numerous films. One was a, a pumpkin from the Tim Burton film Sleepy Hollow from 1999. Nightmare Before Christmas, a pumpkin spider. If you remember the actual prop was in there, Laura. Yeah, you have a
1: better memory 1993.
0: Me. There was a lot going on in this. There was. I mean, history of, you know, Salem, Halloween, all these, this, uh, how would you describe it? An attraction, sort of, a very small yeah, attraction. it was
1: cute. It was a little walkthrough.
0: And uh, a coffee and, uh, was it, a coffin and pumpkin, not a coffee, not a pumpkin coffee. <laughs> we drank one, that's why I said my brain. Coffin and Pumpkin from The Corpse Ride, the 2005 Tim Burton, Tim Burton film. They have those there. And partially this movie was filmed, I mean, just very, very little. That's why we didn't really discuss it. There's not much uh, that was actually filmed in Salem. Hubie Halloween, the 2020 Adam Sandler film. They have uh, In Memory of Dewey Headstone and a Mummy Jack-o'-lantern from the film that's actually in the museum. So that was, I thought it was really just a fun little... Was it
1: like
0: $10 a person? $10 a person, it's not very long. It it all depends. There's a lot it's of... It's
1: not long at all, but it, it was reasonable to just walk through and...
0: Yeah, just a look, kill a little time. They had all these little uh, displays of all the Halloween toys, vintage toys, newer newer ones, all these little dioramas, too. Mm-hmm. It was fun. Yeah, if you love Halloween and you love seeing movie props, I, I recommend it. We did take one tour, the Salem Night Tour. It was fun. Uh just for not that it's a filming location but another historical thing the parker brothers company they're originally from salem massachusetts the tour ends where they have this house it was the Bodie mansion and they're supposed to be i don't know if it's necessarily haunted lore, but there was some crime that was committed in the house if you remember the story do you yeah, remember so um you know
1: You've been on so many tours there This There's was a lot my going least on. favorite tour
0: it was the milford one that was local to us was actually one of the best ones we've been on i'd say
1: yes i i think you know all of these people who do the tours they're they're great storytellers but some just have a way of pulling you in and engaging you mm-hmm. and you're just like stuck yes To you like you believe that you're there and it happened and so this was my least favorite it was still fun. immersive.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with you Like, on that. we've done
1: lantern tours and stuff. I don't know if you could post, if you remember, like, the best one that we yeah, did. Yeah,
0: I can't remember the, the company names All off right. the top of my head. Sorry. But uh, but the interesting thing about this Bodie Mansion, to me, is it's actually based on, not the movie, but the board game Clue, uh, Parker Brothers, that, that's what they based it on so i just found that pretty interesting just mm-hmm. something to note you know uh you know, just a, a pop culture thing just to mention okay that was it laura this is fun talking to you and just reminiscing about this little uh documenting this little slice of uh of, of, october, uh, october <laughs> yeah fall it's just just these fun little things it, it definitely makes october just fun if this happened every month, it wouldn't be fun. So you look forward to this, right? Every October, these, these little activities, right?
1: Absolutely.
0: Okay, until next time, try and enjoy the daylight. Shocking Babies. Thank you for listening. If you enjoy shocking things and want to support the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Spotify, Apple Radio, or wherever you listen to this podcast. Sharing the episodes you enjoy on social media also helps. To see more information pertaining to each episode, please go to our social media and interact with us. On Instagram, it's at shocking.things.podcast. On Twitter, at things shocking, And on Facebook, at shocking things podcast. Or go to anchor.fm slash shockingthings for the main hub with the links to everything. Until next time, try and enjoy the daylight.